of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. You know, I think child you would want adult you to be your dad. Wow, that's a mind bender. Let me think about that. I know, because I'd be on to me. Uh, well, <laughs> I certainly got to run around and do more dangerous stuff as a kid than I'm letting my kids do. And I'm not happy about that, but and I'm trying to fix it. Might be too late. Um... But uh, we were talking about how everybody's woken up to the fact that our playgrounds have become too safe. This idea of making wood chips and uh, foam and no no swings. and They took the slide out of our park. The, the highest slide that all the kids loved, yeah. it was their favorite part of the park for playing like uh, tag. People would run up the slide and stuff like that. A kid fell off and broke his arm. Had to take it away. You can't. In one injury, it goes away from the park. And now it's just like there's nothing fun there. But anyway, mm. that aside, the stuff that I used to do would horrify me if I was if I knew my kids were doing it. Um, I don't really have the we don't really have the life. Well, first of all, if I did the stuff, if my kids did the stuff that I did, the police would call and say we found your children. Yes. Completely unattended, miles from your house. Right. We are hitting you with a child endangerment uh, charge. Yeah. Because my friends and I lived out in the country, and we would just go roaming miles and miles from our house out in the country mm-hmm. and explore an old junkyard full of cars and all this. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's just, cool. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. And stuff like that. And, uh, and you know, I wouldn't want my kids miles from our house crawling around in a junkyard full of all old rusty sharp cars. You know, when I, I'm trying to remember what, I must have been seven or younger, but we finally were granted permission, my buddies and I, to ride our bikes to the country store and spend our, you know, dime allowance on whatever, a can of pop or or, or gum or whatever. Um, and, it would amuse me to know how far away that country store actually was. It seemed like we were going from, you know, suburban Chicago to, right. you know, southern Indiana. <laughs> but it, it was probably 120 yards. But it was it was a significant ride for little kids, and, and we learned all about safety and the rest of it and went off on adventures. It's kind of like when you go back to your childhood home, and right. you're like, this is so much you, smaller you, than I remember. Your grandma's home, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. A common one was um, rivers or lakes, creeks. They weren't really rivers. Creeks, well, sometimes rivers, depending on where we were. Uh, walking out on the ice and seeing how far we could go before the ice would start to crack. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, oh, man, that's freaking me out. Oh, me and my friends, we did that all the time. Yeah. How far you go out and, you know, starting to crack or your foot goes in the water. Whoa! And you kind of pull yourself out all the freaking time, like I every day. I thought I was day. a free-range kid. Although we did, we were told how to figure out if the ice is solid enough and of course you would try that down on it no no uh but so kids learned it was a way to learn not to drown by trying stuff what is the i've never been on a frozen pond or anything what what's the the technique is there something that i i should know survival wise going forward well if it makes noise or cracks or anything like that you need to get off shuffle shuffle forward slowly okay Uh, yeah and you can listen you hear the oh yeah oh yeah you hear it creak it's loud um, but and I remember there's something about the clarity of it. I mean, if it's super, cl- I can't. Oh remember. yeah, the, the the thicker it is, the whiter it is, whiter yes. it is. So right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I've spent a lot of time walking on ice on water, <laughs> and, 
and hoping I didn't fall through and having my foot go through and then your your pant leg is soaked in freezing water. Oh, and yeah. uh, that, that was just that's what we did all day long. Yeah. Um, and I'd be horrified if my kids were doing that. And then I told him this one just the other day. I had this thing that I did for a while where I would walk from our house. And this is a perfect example of it seemed like I was miles from home and it might have been 100 yards. I don't know. But um, I would go and uh, it was in the, in the woods and I'd climb up in this tree and there was this branch that stuck out. And I would climb out on there and I would hook the back of my jacket on that on that branch and I could suspend myself and stick out my arms and legs and pretend I was flying like Superman. And I just loved that. Oh my gosh. And I, and I did that several days in a row where I'd climb up there and I was just kind of hanging and it was such a cool feeling. And wow. then one day, it, I don't remember if my jacket ripped or the branch broke, but I just went wow, all the way to the ground, <laughs> threw all these branches, hit the ground really hard, knocked the wind out of myself, duh, 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 trying to catch my breath of <laughs> branches around. Do we have tape of that incident, Michael? <laughs> I could get some. What are we you for in there? And then I finally got my breath. Of course, I never told my parents I did that. I just, yeah. you know, I just went home with a ripped jacket or whatever. And you learned something about hanging at the end of branches. Gravity. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I'd be horrified if my kids were probably doing that. Jack would have been starting the, the tree branch Superman challenge back in the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. No, it's on YouTube. <laughs> I have to be careful. Kids all over America are getting the wind knocked out of them doing the Superman challenge. I grew up in, uh, well, uh, the first couple of years we lived in uh, Illinois, um, I lived in this apartment complex that was still being built. It was owned by the mob, is well known. Um, but so it was one gigantic construction site. It's it was it was actually one of those places that had like one design of apartments. There were probably ten buildings, big buildings, and then like townhouses, and then another design of apartments. And it was an ongoing construction zone. And me and my buddies were five, six, seven years old. We would just roam around construction sites all day long. We'd watch the machines, and when the machines uh, went away for the day, we'd, we'd climb up on them or, or go through the, the half-constructed buildings and climb up in the frames and stuff. And I, uh, I can't tell you how many times I stepped on nails and needed tetanus shots. Yeah. So it's really an unpleasant memory. But I do remember one thing. I don't remember how we got it. One of the uh, other boys in the hood who I grew up with uh, at the time got hold of a can of gasoline. There you go. And some matches. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And no, we didn't. I, I never I have never had the desire to wreck stuff. But no, we me did, neither. We did find a big puddle and we would pour gasoline on the puddle oh, geez. and throw a match on it. There you go. Great idea. Now, really strong. Now, idea. surely you wouldn't. How old were you? Five, six, seven years so, old. Surely you wouldn't want. Your first grader out doing that. Good Lord, no. <laughs> and I wouldn't either. But I learned a great deal about uh, combustion jack and... and uh, Skin grafting? And <laughs> eyebrow growth rates. And, <laughs> no, it was a, an absolutely idiotic idea. On the other hand, I did actually learn what happens when you do that and what it looks like mm-hmm. and then the fumes and the rest of it. And, and I wouldn't advise it. It wasn't great. I was kind of a wild kid, and it sounds like you were too, but there's probably middle ground between complete veal calfism and, 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 and what I was doing. I don't, of course, I was a wild kid. You ask my sister, she never did anything like that. See, I don't or think my I, little brother. I don't think I was a wild kid at all. This is just what everybody did. It just was just... You just, there's nothing on TV, and you didn't have Netflix, and so you went and walked around on the river to see if you're going to fall through. So you had adventures. Yeah. 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 I just said some. Hey, Hanson, did you, living in South Dakota, did you ever do the thing getting pulled behind cars on the snow? 
No. I know that was popular with kids, and we had some kid my parents knew broke his neck. And so Ooh. we were never allowed to do that. But oh, all yeah, my, my friends, parents were hardcore against that, too. But all my friends did that. Yeah. yeah. Slaying behind cars. Oh, we would just, you know, my buddies would just grab a bumper and just, you know, cars driving by and you just pull, you there know, you just go. with your feet, you know. Right. Right, exactly. Until <laughs> yeah. you hit a spot where yeah. there's no snow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. But my worst injury that I gave myself as a child, um, I'll always remember because it hurts so bad. And when I think about it, it hurts. Um, because I'd seen it in the cartoons, the whole stepping on a rake and it pops up in the air. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a classic. And I was, I was, I don't know, I was goofing around with our friends. We were out in the middle of this cornfield. Ooh, cornfield. We'd go out in the middle of the cornfield and there'd be, like, spots where there's no corn and we'd make that our hideout or whatever. Children of the and, corn. And we were out in the middle of nowhere. And um, But anyway, I, I had, there was a... A rake there, and I was going to do the old step on the rake, and it pops up thing. And it Hilarious. Did, it did exactly what it does in the cartoons. Yes. I mean, it came up so fast, and that wooden handle hit me on the head. Oh, my God. Oh, oh I can still hear it. Wow. Yeah, I can still hear it. Just, <laughs> oh, rocked my world. Rung your bell. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one of those, they didn't know if it was funny, or they should be worried that I need to go to the hospital. or Nobody ever went to the hospital when I was a kid. It was just not a, really a thing. So. Mm. Duh. Mm. Wow. Wow. You and Wiley Coyote exactly. separated it. So then I put springs on my feet and found a cliff. <laughs> yeah, how'd that go? Well, I played with food coloring as a kid. <laughs> Careful, that'll stain. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> Two things going on here. Three things, actually. You said you had something for the podcast. That's good enough for Joe and I. No, hey, no. Speak for yourself. Uh, two, which is similar to one. Uh, the, 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 the quality control for the podcast is way down here. and uh, You realize the mics are on, right? And thirdly, this is a test. This is only a test. Exactly. If this is good. Actually, that's, I think, isn't that a federal offense to, like, fake an emergency uh, alert system? Hey, yes, it is. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> That's only for broadcast, though. It's the internet. This is open waters. It's international waters. There's oh, no you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Anything goes. Oh, wow. That's Stabbins. why. Can, right. That's why we can cuss. Drug use. Um, but so if this is good, Sean's fine. But if obviously, since he took the lead on this, said he had something. If it's bad, oh, endless attacks. Oh yeah. yeah. Cool. Now I'm interested. Uh, so uh, this is from a comedian, and I believe a late night writer on one of the 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 shows uh, of the evening. But if band names were literal. What band would be the scariest band to fight? And he, he says he's torn between Megadeth and 10,000 Maniacs. I almost have to go with 10,000 Maniacs. I mean, that's a real strong one. That's a hell of a lot of Maniacs. Oh, that is pretty funny. Like, I'm scared to fight one Maniac. Well, right. They have the, well, the maniacal strength. Yes. 10,000 Maniacs, your, gook, your goose is cooked. Or your gook is coosed. I don't way. care if you are a Megadeth. 10,000 Maniacs. Right. They're coming at you from every direction. Right. Above, below, behind. Of course, uh, taking literally mega death is a thousand deaths. So, I mean, if they can slay a thousand, certainly I'm no match. But uh, I don't want to get off nonetheless tra- in, sh- in terms of sheer terror. I don't want to get off track. I'd hate to have a tangent during the podcast, but um, I'm not into the superhero movies. You have been, Sean. Yes. Uh, my son and I watched the finale 
of a 32-part series. Yeah, you watched Avengers Endgame, the final of the uh, the Infinity uh, the Infinity War saga. <laughs> Having never seen a moment of any of the other movies. Correct. So it didn't make much sense to either one of us, although he seemed to know from the schoolyard variety of things. But I can't figure out what's going on in terms of the fighting, like similar to the Megadeth versus 10,000 Maniacs. By the way, I have my choice for when you're done. Go okay. on. <laughs> um, I, I don't... Is anybody... Stronger than anybody else, or they all—they all seem to be able to just beat the bejesus out of each other and right. recover at some point. Yes, yes. My question has always been: so why bother? Yeah, it's that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. What is the point of this fight if ultimately I can come back, no matter how hard you hit me, and I fly into a wall, and all these things crash down on me? Well, there's principles involved, and then and then you just then you just come back and you're fine. And so do they. And so do they. Right. Why are we bothering with this? That's my question. Because it's entertaining. Because so much punching. In terms of sheer terror, literal band name. Ladies and gentlemen, get it on. Bang a gong. T-Rex. That's pretty good. You turn around and you have a freaking Tyrannosaurus Rex coming at you. I don't care how many Please. maniacs you are. Yeah, that's true. You, you wouldn't have time to fill your trousers. I wouldn't have thought there was anything that could beat 10,000. Um, mentally disturbed people. But, <laughs> now, now, going through uh, some of the, the... One of the most ferocious dinosaurs could probably yes. do it. Yeah, 30 feet tall. <laughs> Scrolling through some of the uh, the replies to this, uh, this tweet, a very common theme are various uh, cities, right? So Chicago, that'd be, it'd be tough to take on the city of Chicago mm. in a fight. Mm, Alabama, Boston. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. An entire state to have a National Guard. Well, they'll murder you for being on the wrong block in Chicago, so I nominate Chicago. I like this My one. hometown. Uh, for first place, he's got a five-finger death punch and the Foo Fighters. Uh, last place, he has Weezer. Weezer, not at all an intimidating band to fight. I was say he has him ranked. Very good. <laughs> oh, that is good. That's beautiful. Do you have more, or is that the... Uh... Oh, I mean, there's various, uh, you, you got the Kentucky Headhunters being nominated. Oh, no, I mean, like more topics? Mm. Or... Oh, no, no, that was that was the only one. Oh, okay. Asia, right. Asia's a band. I mean, that's yeah, a... Yeah, wow, hey, they got the well, coronavirus, the they got Wuhan, yeah. nuclear <laughs> weapons. That's pretty tough. Communism. I think I like Asia against the T-Rex. Although, I, the, the <laughs> geographic locations is a stretch to me. You're just overthinking Did it. Jefferson Starship have any weapons of any sort on board? Like rays or anything? I don't like know. That? Was it a scientific craft or, or like a battleship? Yeah. It was unclear. Grace Slick with a ray gun. <laughs> to achieve... Okay, this is from some random Twitter person. To achieve one megadeath, the maniacs would have to kill an average of 100 people each. Based on historical maniac data, that seems unlikely. Oh, so mega is a million then? I or? guess so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that wow. That would be uh, productivity. Yeah. You know, if I'm on it or under it, a Led Zeppelin would be terrifying. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, it's a, a different case. It's a special case. Jimmy Eats World was mentioned several times. I get it. <laughs> Wait they, a minute. They're world eaters. Well, yeah, please. Yeah. We have a winner. <laughs> I mean, 10,000 maniacs can't ingest an entire planet. <laughs> but So who's the bad guy from the... Uh, Thanos. Thanos. Yes. We're back on this. Thanos was the one single drop of blood. Company, no, that wasn't was Theranos. Oh, sorry. But even as big as Thanos was, no matter how hard he punched Captain America right in the face, and he was way bigger than Captain America, Captain America would get up from the rubble and come at him. Well, oh, that's the American fortitude coming to the front there. And also, he was 
His glancing blows, well, and he could some good horse right there. Yeah, I hate he, to let that go un, un, unheeded. He could deflect with his shield made of vibranium, and often, oh, oh here's another vibranium. Yeah, vibranium. That's the 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 metal that his shield is made out of. It's uh, it's what the. Uh, um, the Black Panther suit is also made out of that. It's the the most uh, sturdiest metal on demand. I liked when Captain America misplaced his shield a couple of times, and then <laughs> the last time Robert Downey Jr. said, "If I find this again, I'm keeping it." <laughs> Gave it back to him. Uh, but they also <laughs> uh, there are a number of sex to- sex toys made of vibranium as well. Yes, <laughs> but similar to the vibranium, they often get around that by they have technological clothes that are kind of armor based and deflect energy and and uh, you know they they kind of uh, hand wave their way past I didn't those realize sort of Ant-Man who is the funny guy uh, uh played by Paul Rudd yes yeah. I didn't realize he could get giant and small I thought he was just life size normal size and small but he can get giant also so uh, that actually it, is a pretty good superhero It takes a lot of energy out of him and that's uh, in the mm. in the Ant-Man movies his caloric intake you will is is kind of a theme cuz it, it, you know <laughs> to be giant requires more energy certainly yeah with the metabolism of, of an ant what was the, that's the American spirit coming to the forest. Is that what you said? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> this is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Uh, to my mind, the Houston Astros should rename themselves the Houston a- and just change their logo slightly. Wow. Cheating cheaters. Unbelievable. Various heavyweights uh, involved or, or, or looking on to the sign-stealing scandal or commenting. If you're not familiar with this, the Astros use technology to steal the catcher signs from the other teams, and their hitters always knew, uh, well, they didn't always know what pitch was coming, but they knew if it was a fastball or an off-speed pitch, which if you've ever played baseball at any reasonably high level, you understand is everything. Yeah, one of your old-timey Hall of Fame pitchers was on uh, being interviewed last night, and he said, if, if you knew when I was going to throw the fastball, then you own me. That That's the whole thing. That's the only thing I've got to keep you, you know, on your heels a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you know that, so that's all it would take. And they also asked this uh, guy, and we feel the same way about this. Do you think they should take away the World Series championship or whatever? And he said oh, that doesn't do anything. He said, how many college teams have had their national championship or their their league championship or whatever taken? You don't even remember. Yeah. So what's the point of that? And yeah. that's absolutely true. If it officially goes out of the books, who cares? You have to take down the banner. Whatever. I guess that's it. That'd Big painful. Yeah, you do it at night, nobody notices. Hey, I, you know what I forgot to, to ask for? Do we have the tape of the owner still? I would like to that know pathetic and ridiculous statement he made. Maybe you could grab yeah, that, Sean. Thanks, I would man. like to know what Houston fans think. <sighs> I I think if <laughs> they're jealous. I well, well, maybe they're doing what all fans do is where you just deny that it's true. When anything bad happens to your team, no, yeah, he didn't beat his wife, or she had it coming, or something. Oh boy, um, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, don't please don't say that. Yeah, but people always lo- overlook the really horrible human beings when they're on their team. Sure, it's like politics. Yeah, it is a lot like politics. Well, for the same reasons, it's a tribe thing. Yeah. But anyway, um, I'm thinking if my team did that, I don't know how I feel about it, because the ride was still every bit as fun at the time. Yeah, it taints it, though. I mean, it, it takes some of the fun out of it, in retrospect. <laughs> I don't know. Does it make any difference? Not, I don't know. 
I'm not sure it does. Looking back at my favorite team's championships, I still get a little glow of satisfaction from it, but it's mostly the ride at the time. Yeah, exactly. So I really was into the the, the San Francisco Giants when they won their three World Series for, for a couple of reasons that made me more into it. My kids were born at the same time, and so I had newborns, and so I was up all the time, and so I got to watch all the games, and... And then I went through cancer for the third one, so I was in bed all the time. So oh all three of those seasons, I got to spend a lot of time. But if he told me now they cheated to win them, okay, whatever. Mm. That was a great time. Jack is soft on cheating is the name of this podcast. All right, do we have the idiot owner of the Astros? Yes, we do. This didn't impact the game. Um, we had a good team. Um, we won the World Series. It's hard to, to determine how it impacted the game, if it impacted the game, and that's where we're going to leave it. Oh. Yeah, that was the press conference where they were trying to, like, put this to bed. So it's, you know, do their apology tour, get it behind them, and move on. Hey, we won? Get over it. It didn't affect the games. What? Then why'd you do it? Why'd you go to so much trouble? The idea that knowing whether it's a fastball or an off-speed pitch didn't affect the games, that is the mo- one of the most ridiculous effing things I've ever heard. And there, there are some things you're never going to be able to fix that is a real problem with the cheating is people that would have had their lives changed as a Major League Baseball player if their team had gotten into the playoffs or the World Series, and you become a big star. Right. I mean, it's millions of dollars you missed out on. All the advertisers. Um, New York Yankees are in the World Series. You get way bigger ratings. Mm-hmm. Ford gets way many, more people seeing their, their, their advertisements. I mean, yep. there's that sort of dumb stuff. They were using the example of various pitchers who may never be mentally right in their lives, because in the big moment, they got lit up. Yeah. Oh, by wow. the Houston Astros. By the Houston Astros. It was as if they knew my fastball was coming. With like yeah. a junior Phil Collins in the dugout. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. yeah. Or wearing the buzzer. Because remember when Kershaw got lit up this last time? It's just like, man, he just cannot function. What a choker. When the lights are bright. Or they were cheating. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And you could have had anybody out there at the top of their game. And if they had known the pitch that was coming, they would have lit you up. So he sounds like a character from SpongeBob SquarePants, but he's not. He's ball player Mike Trout. Can we hear uh, cut number one? Am I still friends with him? Um, you know, like I said, I lost some respect from some guys. Uh, obviously, you know, half the, a lot of stuff that comes out, you got to see if it's true or not. You know, obviously, talking to him, and, um, you know, sure to see him throughout the season. Just, uh, you know, like I said, just uh, all this stuff just coming out. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough to see. Mike Trout hitchhiking home from the ballpark. There's, Alongside the road. <laughs> apparently. Uh, give me cut number two. We weren't in the playoffs, but they were in the playoffs. And, um, you know, you come to spring training because you want to win a ring. And just to, if you, you you see someone cheated to do it, it's, uh, it's a tough thing to swallow. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are mad. A lot of people are going to hold back and not say much. But uh, I think they're trying to get uh, you know people to or man for it or somebody to... They think the punishment should be more or something. So uh, you mentioned to me off the air the other day that there's a, a pitcher who is suing the Astros because he was, you know, kind of a medium-level talent. He got r- rocked, and then he couldn't get any uh, free agent offers. Seems like a compelling case to me. Yeah, it, it certainly does. You affected my livelihood by your dishonest practices. and Right. Know. Right. I mean, that's not a difficult line to draw. Well, I've got another comment on that, but I think 
hearing from uh, Alex Bregman, one of the stars of the Houston Astros. Play four first, just because I wanted to comment on that. I think one thing we can do is we can learn from the past. And, um, <laughs> I'm not in a position today to sit here and say I wish I would have done this or done that. I'm not here to make excuses or um, point the finger at anybody. I think we, we win we win as a team, we lose as a team. <laughs> what so what are you mean? sitting here to do? Because you're not saying anything. I nice, can learn from the past. Nice sports cliche generator there. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think at the root of this whole thing, the problem is everybody involved – in the Houston Astros organization, including the fans I call and them the, the players. A- <laughs> I think if they had to do it all over again, they would do it exactly the same way. Yeah. That's the biggest problem that Major you know League why? Baseball's got going. For the money. <laughs> well, and, that, and the fun. The, the fans don't get money, but like I was just saying, the fun, the fun of being a fan and the whole march through the postseason and the staying up and watching the games and rooting, and yay, we won. Yes. That's a really good time. Yep. And you can't do this all the time. Once everybody's cheating, then well, then it's not fun. It's not exciting that my team overcame the odds and beat the big Goliath that is the New York Yankees if we cheated. Mm. But at the time, it was a really it was really fun. And then for the players and the owners, right? They made a tremendous amount of money. Sure, the yeah. advertisers got all those eyeballs in Houston seeing the you know the the, the ad for the, the, the Jed's Houston Ford shop. There was probably an uptick in Houston's economy. Heck yeah! In the wake of the win. Which is crazy. What are the chances someone will take a beating for this? Cut five. What's going to be interesting this year is how the Astros are received across baseball. Because every team in the majors thinks at this point that there was some aspect of cheating involving their players. So you have to wonder, are guys going to throw at other guys in the Astros? Are there going to be sort of brawls or anything like that related to the Astros? I think a really compelling thing, I, it is my belief that the Astros will set a record for number of times being hit by a pitch this year. Yep. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, if they're, if you're facing a pitcher, you're wearing a Houston uniform, and you're facing a pitcher who you faced in the playoffs at any point in the last several years, prepare to get one betwixt your shoulder blades. Oh, and maybe, maybe the entire How about the ear hole? Wow. You want to put a guy in a hospital? We, uh, there ought to be a, a league-wide agreement. Listen. You play the Astros, first nine guys that come to the plate, you drill them. And then after that, you get down to the game. Of course, you, you'll have pushed, what, six runs across minimum nah, you against yourself. <laughs> because you're in the right. <laughs> yeah, other than that, it's a good plan. History smiles on the principal, Joe. All right. Uh, victory to the bold. <laughs> God hates a coward. Who did the Astros beat in the World Series? I honestly can't remember. The, the in seventeen, uh, just recently because I'm thinking when they play each other for the first time this year it's gonna be really interesting. Well, uh, the Dodgers. Uh, who would give us the last uh, three World Series matchups? Since I was a little kid and I was a huge sports fan, I can never remember this stuff. Six months later, I don't care. I, it's funny, and I have friends who say, "Oh man, the '82 World Series or the." Whatever, oh, when Jones hit the home run in the fifth game that brought the Brewers back to the... I'm like, what? I don't remember what I had for breakfast. Well, you got the mental deficiency. <laughs> yeah, but I'm very brave. Uh, I work around it. So the Nationals beat the Astros? Oh, yeah, the this Nats, year. Yeah, of the, course. The most recent one, then it was Red Sox, Dodgers, and then it was Astros over the Dodgers in 2017. Yeah, yeah. Astros, Dodgers. And that, 
That was a huge deal. The, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who've spent more than anybody's ever spent, whatever, $300 million on a team, yeah. trying to win a World Series, and they lost because the other team cheated. Should have spent 25 bucks on buzzers instead. How did they not sue them? For, look, we spent this much money to win a World Series, and we didn't because you cheated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I suspect that it's a little bit like Nixon not... Uh, Taking the whole Joe Kennedy buying Chicago thing to the wall and uh, Ford pardoning Nixon, it would be so bad for the game sure. if that happened. I think everybody's saying, "Listen, we just got to let it lie and move on with our lives." See, that's the thing that you, that that ruins it for if you're just going to look at it at fans in general. All those Dodgers fans would have that fantastic memory and that fantastic ride mm-hmm. that they would have enjoyed, as opposed to what a forty-year drought or whatever it's been since the Dodgers have, have triumphed. I'm telling you. Bring first, back Hershiser. First nine guys. <laughs> first nine guys step up to the plate. You drill them. Send a message. I'd imagine by that seventh or eighth guy, he's just going to walk out to the mound and say, listen, how about we just fight? But you, <laughs> and, you can't fix the, the pitcher for the Dodgers, Kershaw. I think he's the one that suffered the worst under it was, you know, he may have lost girlfriends or just respect from people, the way he looks at himself, the way other sure. people look at him, all because the other team was cheating. He might d- d- succumb to early onset depression and whatever in his 50s and die young because of that. As, as, thinking, I could never get over. I could never win the big one. It's the only thing that ever mattered to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my God. Oh, brutal. It's just sports, but... Brutal. The whole point of sports is, uh, is it's in doubt. Who's going to win, and and everybody has a chance, and on, you know on any given Sunday for football or whatever, if people are cheating, all that goes out the window. Yeah, I think by the way, uh, Kershaw is fine, isn't he? Getting with some underwear model or something, yeah. he'd be fine. No loss of consortium there. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show, featuring our podcast. One more thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. This is best of Armstrong and Getty. Has everybody seen Pizza Groundhog? That is the best uh, viral video out there. In my I opinion. just saw the uh, the teaser picture. I haven't actually oh, watched the video. You got to watch the video. He goes to town on that thing. Well, the, even more than that, it's the way he holds the pizza like mm-hmm. a person and eats it like a person. That is oh, just. Really? Incredible. It really looks like it's got to be either computer animation or a kid in a groundhog. And his understanding that, now if you haven't seen it, there's there are two dogs on the inside of a glass window looking at this groundhog just, just, just ravaging this pizza. <laughs> okay. And the groundhog's understanding that he is safe on the yeah. other side of this yeah. glass is really impressive. And, and the, by the look on his face... Also, the understanding that you really want this pizza. Yeah. This is just driving you dogs crazy that I'm eating this pizza right in front of you, just inches away from your face. And you're too stupid to understand there's a glass there, but I'm just going to keep eating this pizza. I, as a humble wild beast, am enjoying pizza. Will you sit inside, prisoners? <laughs> <laughs> Look at me with all my freedom. Uh, it's pretty funny. Wow. All right. I'll have to watch the, uh, the video, actually. So uh, I told a story during the radio show that um, we... We were up at our, our little place in the woods, uh, me and Judy and Little D. And, Husbanding um, arms as usual. Absolutely. And, and, and freeze-drying food for the coming uh, zombie apocalypse. But So anyway, um, when, when we got home, the there was an alarm going off, a really loud whip, whip thing going off. And, and we spent quite a while trying to figure out what the heck it was. We thought it was the... Like there was an alarm malfunction, and then we thought, no, maybe it was a, it's got to be the smoke alarms. And 
took us the longest time to look at all the alarms and figure out what's beeping the rest of it. And she's calling the alarm coming. And we figure out finally it's the damned uh, carbon monoxide warning system mm. that evidently has a seven-year lifespan. And then at the point it hits seven years post-installation, it goes, you know, ape and and you replace them. And But who knew? I only knew that from reading the incredibly tiny print on the plates where they're mounted. So anyway, we yank the batteries out of them, and we'll all go to the hardware store at some point and get them. Well, do they keep chirping after you yank the batteries out? Because that happens no. on some smoke alarms. Right. Where I've taken See, out the battery, and it's still going, eh, eh, eh. zombie alarm die. And that, yes, and at that point, it's when I have smashed them to death with a hammer. Exactly. <laughs> well, so anyway, no, these are not hardwired. They're just batteries. So you yank the battery out, it's dead. But what I didn't mention is when we were up uh, up at the uh, our mountain place, we're settling in for bed. It's like 10 o'clock at night, and Judy and I are about to get in bed. Delaney's already in bed, and the smoke alarm goes off. And it is one of those hardwired systems where if one goes off, they all go off. Oh, yeah. And, and, but it's, it's not like beep, beep or anything like that. It's this weird two conflicting frequencies. <laughs> and it's farging loud. And Baxter's running around with this look on his face like he doesn't know whether to puke or take a dump. And he's looking at me like, make it stop, make it stop. And he's running around and everybody's freaking out. And and so uh end up figuring out it's the, the one in the bedroom went off. Evidently, Judy tossed a pillow and there was dust on it or something. It went, so I, I go out and I get the rickety-ass uh, aluminum ladder and I go up and I... I pull the thing down and I yank the battery out and and um, and we clear the air and I was, and I just left it out in the garage. I put it out in the garage, but then I figure out figure everything's fine. I rehook it up the next night and the same thing happens without the pillow. And poor Baxter looks at me again like he's just gonna have a heart attack and and um, and so I yank the thing down again. I, I take it out in the garage and. Hide it and under put, put down a dusty pillow too hard. That's that's the excuse that was going on. I know not your meth lab. <laughs> Smoking a little of the jazz cabbage off in the in the corner. Huh? I've I've pull, used excuses before. I waited till the kid went to bed to pull a couple of bong hits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I ended up having to replace the uh, the smoke alarm because it was funky. But so having gone through that Friday and Saturday nights. Or was it, I guess it was Thursday and Friday. Then we get home, and we got the freaking alarms going off uh, to, at home. I mean, it's got this weird, high-pitched, dystopian there's some, torture There's, there's going somebody on. pulling pranks on you when it happens uh, three times. Well, I know. I know. It's like, what the hell? Meanwhile, I've never been burned to death, and I've never right. died of carbon monoxide poisoning, but and, I've almost been driven to a heart attack and, several times and now ne- by the alarms. And neither has anybody you know or anybody no. they know. No. I also have a house that was built recently enough that it has the obligatory uh, sprinkler system in it that's now code. You so have that, to have a sprinkler system in your home? Yes. Really? Wow. Yes. So uh, check your uh, local county listings. But Could you even burn down a modern home anyway with any of it? I don't know if any of it's flammable to start with. I don't think you could. I think it'd be really hard to get the thing on fire. Yeah, I don't. You know, you could burn the furniture and stuff, and that would create plenty of smoke to kill you, but... But the thing about the smoke alarms, and or I'm sorry, the the uh, sprinkler systems, and everybody I've talked to agrees with this. I'm not saying everybody in the world, but everybody I've talked to agrees with it. 
and that's firefighters, insurance guys, alarm guys. They all say the same thing. They say you got a little uh, kitchen fire in your stove. You run and get the uh, the uh, fire extinguisher. You put it out and everything. But if the uh, uh, the sprinkler system goes oh, yeah. off, it'll yeah. ruin fifty thousand dollars worth of your stuff. Oh, oh yeah, I can believe well, that. Well, not not your stuff per se, but the walls and the carpets and everything. You'll have fifty thousand dollars. Your TV and your exactly DVR and your yeah, and then you'll have mold under the carpet and whatever else. And uh, yeah, fantastic. So, some do-gooder somewhere decided that was a great idea. Or but some God lobbyist for a, for a company that sells those things. Hello. Good call there. Yeah. But thank God it was only a false alarm, and I was neither burnt nor uh, carbon monoxided. Now, you know I enjoy indoor barbecuing. And, uh, <laughs> I'm a big Weber, Weber grill right in the I middle of the family room. I love campfires, but I hate the outdoors. So there's really only... I build a campfire right in the middle of the living room, and... Just enjoy it. I think there's only one time in my life I've actually smashed, and maybe two, smashed them with a hammer. Because I've had the kind before that they won't stop chirping. They just won't stop. Mm. Unless you can get a new battery in it. And if you don't have a 9-volt battery handy, you're just out of luck. Right. There's nothing you can do. Right. That I'm aware of in the middle of the night. And I, I take it out and I put it in the garage, but I can still hear it just barely. <laughs> <laughs> it's just enough. So I went out there and I yeah. smashed it. Just won't shut yes. up, will you? <laughs> God, you did that for every man who's ever wanted to and every woman oh, as well. I had one that was a, it was like Jason from Friday the 13th because I had smashed it good and it was still <laughs> chirping. I think I drove over it with my car. Awesome. <laughs> I think I backed over it because I had to flatten it somehow. Just kept smashing and smashing until <laughs> there wasn't a piece bigger than a dime. Got anything else left to say? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got anything else you want to say to me? You s- This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com.